Are you someone who doesn't wants to live a mediocre life? Someone who wants to have deeper meaningful relationships? Someone who wants to attract abundance effortlessly and to live life fully? Hi everyone, I am Mamta, spirituality lifestyle and mindset coach and the host of my podcast Keep It Real, where we are going to talk about personal growth, love and relationships, money mindset, spirituality, lifestyle hacks and so much more. I created this podcast with an intention to motivate, inspire and empower you to be the greatest version of yourself and to live a life filled with passion, purpose, love, abundance and immense happiness. So join me as I interview incredible people, share my journey and guide you to live your best life. Hello everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Keep It Real. I'd been away for some time, but I missed you all so 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 much. So, tell me, how you guys have been doing? How are you guys feeling these days? Now, I am asking you this cuz I'm completely aware and I can feel how intense present energies are and how they're affecting everyone. So please take care of yourself and your family and don't forget to keep a check on your friends. Times are hard and it's important that in times like these we be there for each other and make positivity louder. So a lot of times I get asked, "Mamta, how to communicate effectively in relationship so the partner understands you well?" how to communicate love in a way that creates a strong emotional intimacy and a strong foundation for the relationship how to communicate without creating misunderstandings that sometimes create insecurities in relationship all of these questions and more will be answered in today's episode i want you all to stay tuned till the end so today's episode is based on a wildly popular book called the five love languages by dr gary chapman I'm sure you must have listened about this. I recommend listening to this episode till the end cuz you never know which love language will resonate with you and your partner. And don't forget to share this episode with your family and your friends or with anyone who needs it. So, what is a love language? If you see in the area of linguistics, there are major language groups which include some languages like Japanese, Chinese, Spanish, English, Portuguese, Greek, German, French and so on. Most of us grew up learning the language of our parents and siblings which becomes our primary or native tongue. Later we may learn additional languages but usually with much more effort. These becomes our secondary languages. If we if we speak only our primary language and encounter someone else who speaks only his or her primary language which is different from ours our communication will be limited language differences are part and parcel of human culture if we are to communicate effectively across cultural lines we must learn the language of those with whom we wish to communicate well in the area of love it is similar Your emotional love language and the language of your spouse may be as different as Chinese from English. No matter how hard you try to express your love in English, if your spouse understands only Chinese, you will never understand how to love each other. So, in a study, psychologists have concluded that the need to feel loved is a primary human emotional need. Let me repeat that again. The need to feel loved is a primary human emotional need that makes complete sense doesn't it i mean 
who doesn't want to feel loved we crave love right from birth that's why we see a lot of times when a baby is crying to get a mother's or father's attention the baby isn't just asking for their attention he or she wants to feel loved when you see a couple fighting for each other's time they're not really asking for time but for their partner's emotional love to fill that love tank but often times we fail to understand what our partner's love language is and try to love them the way we want to be loved this is why understanding your own love language and your partner's love language is so 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 important so there are major five love languages we'll see each of it one by one and in detail so that you can understand each one well also while i elaborate each one of these make sure to reflect and give deep thought to what your love language is and what your partner's love language is you ready so here we go so the first love language is words of affirmations i'll repeat that again the first love language is words of affirmations verbal compliments or words of appreciation are powerful communicators of love they are best expressed in simple straightforward statements of affirmation it can be anything simple as you look so beautiful today or i really like how dedicated you are or i'm so proud of you but don't compliment your partner or praise them in order to get something in return or to get them to do something for you the words of affirmations should come from your heart selflessly and genuinely like the author says the object of love is not getting something you want but doing something for the well-being of the one you love it is a fact however that when we receive affirming words we are far more likely to be motivated to reciprocate and to do something that our spouse desires but giving verbal compliments is not only a way to express words of affirmations to your spouse another dialect is encouraging words using encouraging words encouraging words are one of the most powerful love languages that you can use uh there's a powerful way to communicate your love encourage your partner in doing things that they excel at or things that will promote their growth but please know that i'm not talking about pressuring your spouse to do something that you want i'm talking about encouraging him or her to develop an interest that he already has for example some husbands pressure their wives to lose weight the husband says i'm encouraging her but to the wife it sounds like condemnation only when a person wants to lose weight can you give her encouragement until she has the desire your words will fail to into the fail into the category of preaching such words seldom encourage they are almost always heard as sounds of judgment designed to stimulate guilt they express not love but rejection also be kind with your words because love is kind if then we are to communicate love verbally we must use kind words that has to do with the way we speak another way of doing it is by using humble words love makes requests not demands when i demand things from my spouse i become a parent and he the child it is the parent who tells the 3 years old what 
she or he ought to do and in fact what he must do. That is necessary because the three-year-old does not know yet how to navigate through the treacherous waters of life. In marriage, however, we are equal adult partners. We are not perfect to be sure, but we are adults and we are partners. We are to develop an intimate relationship. We need to know each other's desires. If we wish to love each other, we need to know what the other person wants. The way we express those desires, however, is all important. But if they come across as demands, we have erased the possibility of intimacy and will drive our spouse away. If, however, we make known our needs and desires as requests, we are giving guidance, not ultimatums, which I see happening in a lot of relationships. So, if this is your partner's love language, you can... I'm giving some practical tips. First, set a goal to give your spouse a different compliment each day for one month. Or, write a love letter, a love paragraph, or a love sentence to your spouse and give it quietly or with funfare. Or, compliment your spouse in the presence of his parents or friends. You will get double credit. Your spouse will feel loved and the parents will feel lucky to have such a great son-in-law or a daughter-in-law. The next tip is, Look for your spouse's strengths and tell him or her how much you appreciate those strengths. Chances are she will work hard to live up to her uh, to her reputation. The next tip is if you have kids, tell your children how great their mother or father is. Do this behind your spouse's back and in her presence as well. The second love language is spending quality time. Now, this is really big because I know how much couples expect to spend quality time with each other. Now, by quality time, I mean giving someone your undivided attention. I don't mean sitting on the couch watching television together. When you spend time that way, ABC or NBC has your attention, not your spouse. What I mean is sitting on the couch with the TV off, looking at each other and talking giving each other your undivided attention. I said undivided attention. It means taking a walk, just the two of you, or going out to eat and looking at each other and talking. Have you ever noticed that in a restaurant, you can almost always tell the difference between a dating couple and a married couple. Dating couples look at each other and talk. Married couples sit there and gaze around the restaurant. A central aspect of quality time is togetherness. I do not mean proximity. Togetherness has to do with focused attention. Two people sitting in the same room are in the close proximity, but they are not in this necessarily together. Togetherness has to do with focused attention. Quality time does not mean that we have to spend our together moments gazing into each other's eyes. It means that we are doing something together and that we are giving our full attention to the other person. The activity in which we both are engaged is incidental. The important thing emotionally is that we are spending focused time with each other. What happens on the emotional level is what matters. Our spending time together in a, com- in a common pursuit communicates that we care about each other, that we genuinely enjoy being with each other, 
that we like to do things together. Also, it means having quality conversations. By quality conversations, I mean sympathetic dialogue where two individuals are sharing their experiences, their thoughts, their feelings and desires in a friendly, uninterrupted context. Most individuals who complain that their spouse does not talk to them does not mean literally that he or she never has or says a word. That means that he or she seldom takes part in a sympathetic dialogue. Quality conversation focuses on what we are hearing. If I am sharing my love for you by means of quality time and we are going to spend the time or that time in conversation, it means I will focus on drawing you out, listening sympathetically to what you have to say. I will ask questions not in a badgering manner, but with a genuine desire to understand your thoughts, feelings and desires. A relationship calls for sympathetic listening with a view to understanding the other person's thoughts, feelings and desires. We must be willing to give advice, but only when it is requested and not in a condescending manner. Most of us have little training in listening. We are far more efficient in thinking and speaking. So I'm giving you some practical tips for how this can be done. First, maintain eye contact when your spouse is talking. That keeps your mind from wandering and communicates that he or she has your full attention. Second, don't listen to your spouse and do something else at the same time. Remember, quality time is giving someone your undivided attention. If you're watching, reading or doing something else in which you are keenly interested and cannot turn from immediately, turn your spouse the truth. A positive approach might be, I know you're trying to talk to me and I'm interested, but I want to give you my full attention and I can't do that right now. But if you will just give me two minutes to finish this, I'll sit down and listen to you. Most spouse will respect such a request. Third, listen for their feelings. Ask yourself, what emotion is my spouse experiencing? When you think you have the answer, confirm it. That gives him the chance or her the chance to clarify his or her feelings. It also communicates that you are listening intently to what he is saying. My fourth tip is observe your body language or their body language. Clenched fists, trembling hands, tears, furrowed brows and eye movement may give you clues as to what the other person is feeling. Sometimes body language speaks one message while words speak another. Ask for clarification to make sure you know what he or she is really thinking and feeling. Fifth, refuse to interrupt. Recent research has indicated that the average individual listens for only 17 seconds before interrupting and interjecting his own ideas. If, you give, if I give you my undivided attention while you are talking, I will refrain from defending myself or hurling accusations at you or dogmatically stating my position. My goal is to discover your thoughts and your feelings. My objective is not to defend myself or to say to you straight. It is to understand you. The essential ingredient in a quality activity are at least one of you wants to do it. Second, the other is willing to do it. And the third, both of you know why you are doing it. I'll repeat that again. The first one is at least one of you wants to do it. The second, the other is willing to do it. 
and the third both of you know why you are doing it of course it is to express love by being together and where do we find time for such activities especially if both of us have vocations outside the home we make time just as we make time for lunch and dinner why because it is just as essential to our marriage or our relationship as meals are to our health is it difficult or does it take careful planning yes does it means that we have to give up some individual activities well perhaps does it means we can do things that we particularly particularly don't enjoy well certainly but is it worth it without a doubt what's in it for me the pleasure of living with a spouse who feels loved and knowing that i have learned to speak his or her love language fluently now you understand why this is so important the third love language is receiving gifts this is a love language of many people a gift is something you can hold in your hand and say look he was thinking of me or she remembered me you must be thinking of someone to give him a gift the gift itself is a symbol of the of that thought it doesn't matter whether it costs money what is important is that you thought of him or her and it is not the thought implanted only in the mind that counts but the thought expressed in actually securing the gift and give it as as the expression of love gifts comes in all sizes colors and shapes some are expensive and others are free to the individual whose primary love language is receiving gifts the cost of the gift will matter a little until it is greatly out of line with what you can afford so select gifts that you feel comfortable purchasing making or finding and give them to your spouse don't wait for a special occasion if receiving gift is his or her primary love language almost anything you give will be received as an expression of love well i also want to add something your physical presence in the time of crisis is the most powerful gift you can give if your spouse's primary love language is receiving gifts if the physical presence of your spouse is important to you i urge you to verbalize to your spouse please tell him or her that you need them don't expect him or her to read your mind if on the other hand your spouse says to you i really want you to be there with me tonight tomorrow or this afternoon it may not be important to you but please take this request seriously like yeah from your perspective it might sound or it may seem that it is not too significant but if you are not responsive to that request you may be communicating a mes- message that you do not intend which takes us to the fourth love language which is acts of service this is one of my love language other than the words of affirmations and quality time what does that means it means doing something for your partner to make their life a little easy or to show them that they are not alone in their struggle how can you do this make a list of all the requests your spouse has made of you over the past few weeks select one of these each week and do it as an expression of love or ask your spouse to make a list of 10 things he or she would like for you to do during the next month then 
ask your spouse to prioritize those by numbering them from 1 to 10 with 1 being the most important and 10 being the least important. Use this list to plan your strategy for a month of love. What one act of service your, has your spouse nagged about consistently? Why not decide to see the nag as a tag? Your spouse is tagging this as really important to him or her. If you choose to do it as an expression of love, it is worth more than a thousand roses. Next, if your spouse's requests for acts of service come across as nags or put-downs, try writing them in words that would be less offensive to you. Share these revised wordings with your spouse. Another tip is, do some major acts of services like washing the car, cooking a meal, painting a bedroom, or washing the deck. My next tip is, if you have more money than time, hire someone to do the acts of service that you know your spouse would like for you to do, such as the lawn, the house cleaning, the car washing, the laundry. If you take the responsibility for getting it done, you will be speaking love even when you are away. The next tip is, ask your spouse to tell you the daily acts of service that would really speak love to him or her. This might include such things as putting your dirty clothes in the hamper, getting the hairs out of the sink, hanging up your clothes at night, closing the door when you go outside, preparing a meal, and washing the dishes. Seek to work these into your daily schedule. Little things really do mean a lot. My last tip in the, on this is periodically ask your spouse, if I could do one special act of service this week, what would you request? If possible, do it and watch your spouse's love tank fill up. Which leads us to the fifth and the last love language, which is physical touch. Physical touch is also a very powerful vehicle for communicating marital love. Holding hands, kissing, embracing and sexual intercourse are all ways of communicating emotional love to one's spouse. For some individuals, physical touch is their primary love language. Without it, they feel unloved. And with it, their emotional tank is filled and they feel secure in the love of their spouse. Love touches may be explicit or implicit. The explicit can be and can demand your full attention, such as in a back rub or sexual foreplay culminating in intercourse. Or, on the other hand, the love touches may be implicit and require only a moment, such as... Um, putting your hand on his shoulder as you pour a cup of coffee or rubbing your body against him as you pass in the kitchen. Explicit love touches obviously take more time, not only in actual touching, but in developing your understanding of how to communicate love to your spouse this way. If a back massage communicates love loudly to your spouse, then the time, money and energy you spend in learning to be a good massage giver will be very well invested. If sexual intercourse is your mate's primary dialect, reading about and discussing the art of sexual lovemaking will enhance your expression of love. Implicit love touches require little time but much thought, especially if the physical touch is not your primary love language and if you did not grow up in a touching family. 
Sitting close to each other on the couch as you watch your favorite television program requires no additional time but may communicate your love loudly. Touching your spouse as you walk through the room where he is sitting takes only a moment. Touching each other when you leave the house and again when you return may involve only a brief kiss or hug but will speak volumes to your spouse. Now you know what the five love languages are. So guys, these are the five love languages. Listen to this episode again and reflect on which is your and your partner's love language. If you find it tough to understand what exactly is your love language, DM me on my Instagram handle that is mamta_mn. You can also follow me there. I teach people to find their love language. And if you found this episode useful, then please 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 share it with your friends and family and please don't forget to rate and review this podcast. It would mean the world to me. I'll be back next week with another interesting episode. Also, please make sure to subscribe to the podcast to get the weekly updates and follow me on Instagram and Facebook and also follow my blog Keep It Real. Thank you so much guys for staying till the end. I'll see you soon. Bye.